0: Hey, what's up there, Merch Sauce? and welcome back to the FrothCast, a podcast about...
1: I've got no heart! Because a she-devil stole it!
0: I'm your host, Hendo, and this is episode 35. This episode features a post-sunset and pre-Portugal chat with the Survival League Lords, Make or Break Season 2 chat, and some big news about my love, Griselda. Let's go. This episode is brought to you by Harry's Hydrofoil Bikes. Annoying and injuring lineups since the creation of Manatee Milk. Gulp. Hello, aloha and wasabi, my friends. What is the latest and greatest, my mates Things been going pretty good here, man. I've just been surfing occasionally, riding damn waves, DJing heaps, and, you know, continuing to just count stacks of money as I take over the world. True alpha dog shit, right? You know what I'm saying, bro? You know what I'm saying? Uh, Speaking of DJing, if you are in San Diego area, come on down this Saturday, February 25th to Vino Carta in Little Italy and get weird with me. I'll be throwing down some sultry sounds from 6 to 9, And hey, I would love it if you came down, got a little sip of some vino, and uh, enjoy a tune or two with yours truly. It's always a good time, and the hangover is well worth it, let me tell you. Let me tell you that. Anyways, can't believe February has come and gone. Where the hell does it go? How's your year? You sticking with those resolutions you made, brah? You stacking clips and counting cash, brudda? Right on, same here, dog. Life is good, my friends, and I am so glad you are here with me. So enough with the aloha and wasabi. Let's dive into this episode featuring a fun chat that I had with my buddies Taylor and Chad of Survival League. One quick disclaimer: I am not a flat earther, and not exactly sure why I had such a Freudian slip during this conversation, but uh, you will understand when you hear it, and. Uh, the earth is definitely round right anyway let's go thanks for being here later
1: recording in progress recording in progress
0: recording in progress hey guys (laughs) i'm feeling a little weird tonight but welcome back to the surf chat, fantasy chat, love chat, just general good bud chat here at the Frothcast. I'm stoked to have a few ripper shredders in the house from Survival League. I'm talking the always chunky funky monkeys. We're talking Taylor and Chad of Survival League. How we living, boys. Taylor Wasabi.
2: Wasabi Hendo. Thanks for having us. I'm frothing tonight.
0: All right. Well, Mahalo's for your Aloha Chad. How you doing, dog?
2: Doing good, Hendo. I'm wearing my white
1: outer known jeans, and I spilt some sweet potato on them as I was watching episode one of season two of Make or Break, or as I like to call it, the Kelly Zone. Yes.
0: Yes. I was going to get into that, but while we're here, let's go. The water's great. What did you think of it? I was really into it,
1: man. I really liked it. I watched it with Elise after uh, we we wiped her tears uh, from her... I, uh, Ian Gentile survival loss or as she likes to call him Ian Gentle not so <laughs> gentle there Ian uh, but I really enjoyed it it just got me thinking and it really reminded me that things are gonna be bleak and sad when Kelly's gone Kelly is yes is the gear that keeps this thing grinding this thing, he is so captivating he's such a psycho he, I just want to like be around him but also just like observe him from a safe distance but also just be right next to him I am utterly captivated by that man uh and I mean episode one was great I didn't really watch season one so I'm into it I'm finally I feel like it's wonderful to finally see some content that is not produced by the WSL about the WSL
0: Mm. Yeah. Shout out to box to box films, Apple TV and WSL. WSL does have a hand in it. There are Mm. people who are working on it. It's a collaborative effort, but box to box, I would say hats off to them. They are doing the majority of the work. And let's say episode one, I want to rename it called Alda. Do you know my friend named Alda? No, because that episode is all the <laughs> <da> feels. <laughs> oh, you got it. <laughs> I was going to say, all the boys love Kelly. <laughs> yeah, and all the boys love Kelly.
2: Um, I didn't watch season two, episode one, but Chad, what you're saying about how Kelly is the, the grind of just the apparatus of the WSL, I have a marketing tip for the WSL that will increase engagement, increase app download, just Woo! increase everything. And this is for free, but the next one I'm charging (laughs) is, you know how you get the push notifications when it's on and Hmm. it'll pop up on your screen saying it's on. Ready for this one? This push notification. Kelly's in the Wata. Yeah.
1: Oh, we got to make some stickers or
2: something. (laughs) I would push that every single time if that popped up on my phone.
1: Or Kelly's in the booth even. Like he's got his. Yes. Like I love him in the booth. I just love him involved
0: yeah or kelly's in the bathroom fuck <laughs> shout out to uh chicken willie but i do totally agree with that because when you look at the numbers and from what i understand they're gone through on that and they do say that the numbers on the live stream go up exponentially when kelly gabe or john hit the water so why not use that to your full advantage
2: yeah and you could maybe subscribe to the surfer that you want to get push notified so mm. I, I'm a real Waeda fan, and I want to know when he's surfing. But when it says elimination round is on, I mean I care because it's a survival league. But probably if it's Junky Sunset, not a lot of people care. But if you had a surfer that you really liked, or a surfer from your hometown, maybe Jake Marshall or whatever it is, and you could subscribe to that, I think it's actually a really good idea.
1: Well, they do they do that on like ESPN or like if you whatever your team yeah. is, you know through all Lakers the different are Lakers are on. You get push notifications when the Lakers news about them is on but they should do that i mean we've said this before on this podcast they need the coverage of the wsl needs to i mean that's an easy one to say to take a page out of SportsCenter center or espn's book but like i just feel like there's no impartial
0: coverage you want a little grit and a little a little bit of harshness you want a little punk rock sauce a little core lord sauce yeah. is that what you want I do, especially on like the
1: live coverage uh, of these events. I want to them to interview. I want whoever's covering these events. I want them to interview the losers. I want them to stick a mic in people's faces when they're pissed or when they're happy. I want them like, I mean, lean into these storylines. Like it's all about storytelling, and like I want to see, I want to see some people be upset. I want to see the coverage follow through with showing us as the viewers. What's going on? You know, what did Zeke do? He jumped that fence. He, you know, he charged that tower. What happened next?
0: I will say they do often interview losers towards the pointy end of the event. Um, I think there's only a limited amount of time that you can do interviews on a broadcast. And in order to like interview everybody in every heat, that would be a little bit time consuming and there are probably times where the losers don't even want to get close to a camera. Imagine you fly halfway across the world, you lose in the elimination round. Are you willing to talk? Maybe if it's in your if it's in your contract. You it's you're under you're under contract.
2: Yeah the, the NBA they require even if you lose game seven sudden death in the NBA playoffs, you have to go talk to the press or you get fined.
0: Yeah. So uh.
2: maybe it's not you have to air it. As it's, uh, you don't have to air it live if time is the issue, but you should have that banked Hmm. and be and then and then if WSL releases the Instagram clip, here's Zeke's post heat interview from the priority heat. You know you're into that, and like those are the stories that people like that we're talking about. Like, what do you think happened with Zeke? Like, we're getting texts from the beach. Everyone's talking about it, but the WSL is not showing it. Hmm. So I think that it's really easy to hate on the WSL. And I am not a WSL hater, but there are some tweaks that they could do that I think would make the viewing experience way better. Um, I think they do a phenomenal job at just like the polished camera work and the scores Mm -hmm. for the most part, but you watch a, another like lower tier surf contest and you really appreciate what the WSL does, uh, that, that quality and caliber Um, but they're not giving us the stories that we want. And I think that's what Chad's saying.
1: Yeah, I love the WSL too. I'm only saying this stuff because I am such a fan and because I do enjoy it so much. And I just want the product uh, to be improved upon.
0: Yeah, and I mean, as well, I think the majority of consumers want that too. There are probably things behind the scenes that we don't know why they're not showing us that or whatever, maybe we'll never know. Maybe we'll never know. Things like if the earth is flat or round, you know, there are just some things that are not explainable, right? like freaking Bigfoot surfing at Mavericks. Magnets. Shadows. Yeah. You know, um, people who ghost you, you know? Yeah. Phantom shits. All, all stuff like that is just, maybe we'll never know. But if they are listening, we do want to see some wild core stuff we love. And we know it's proven that stories like Zeke or stories where there are kind of freakouts. they get the clips, they get the clicks. If you recall, um, What's it? What was his name? Um, Tyler Wright's brother, Owen. not Owen, the, the other Wright, who got in, Mikey. Mikey. Mikey yeah, Mikey, when he got in a fight in that parking lot, that clip, yeah. I think Surf Splendor posted it and they have gotten hundreds of thousands. So that controversy and that like energy of maybe it's negative, maybe it's violent and maybe it's not yeah. the right time to be posting shit like that, but those things get clicked and people are. But
2: even if, even if Zeke storms the beach or whatever he did. Nobody really knows except if you're there. And then he does not talk, does not have a post seat presser. And he gets fined where the number is $5,000. Let's say that's the story. Yeah. You know, Zeke gets fined for not. To- and then everyone's like, wait, what happened in that heat? But now it's like, unless you're watching live, I mean, there's a ton of clips is a confusing priority. Yeah. Deal. I, I didn't even really understand it. Um, and that happened a bunch at sunset, but yeah, if you just, if you just make them talk, it's going to be, you're going to get, and especially for, that's probably what box to box is trying to do. They're trying to get that Zeke interview right away.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. they're,
2: they're, if they're falling around for season three, I'm not sure if they do, the but pro-
1: the problem is it doesn't, doesn't, uh, air until a year later.
2: I know. And the core surf fans know already what happens in make or break.
1: Exactly. And that's why it's a little bit, I, it would be so cool. I don't know if it, if it's ever possible if Make or Break was going live along with the season, that would be insane. That's where you really draw it in. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I'd say that turnaround, as you know, as a filmmaker, that'd be pretty intensive. That's too scary for me, man. But (laughs) I, I mean, to your point, when that Tati and Sage shit went down at uh, Mexico, I had no idea that Sage reacted to Tati saying like, you're fucking cheap or something. I was like, wait, at make or break season one, me seeing that, I was like, wait, what? Yes. That went down. I was at that event. I had no idea that she said that. Yeah. And that's what makes that show so exciting is maybe some of those, dramatics you know and then you start to get to know these characters you root for them more you want to buy their jerseys and you want to click for sure when is jadson andre hitting the water (laughs) so um, these are all some very interesting points my friends um let's dive into a little bit more about some of the sunset highlights kind of as i told you guys last time um my date with my lizard griselda during valentine's day went really well um (laughs) So expect a save the date in the mail pretty soon, not for a wedding, but for Griselda's child's uh, gender reveal party. (laughs) Anyways, the Hurley Pro at Sunset Beach just went down and wrapped this past Sunday. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I watched a few heats, but I wasn't really glued to my seat. I just had a bunch of other stuff going on. I did watch the final from an In-N-Out drive-thru window for about 30 minutes while I waited to get a double-double. Uh, what were your guys' highlights from this event? Chad, let's hear it. Well, I think I called it, didn't I, last episode. What did I say? I
1: said, "Who? you guys asked me, who do you like? Who did you like? Who looks good? I think I said, Felipe Toledo. I think mm. I said I liked how he was surfing last year. I liked how he was surfing this year, the beginning rounds of this event. Uh, he's riding that bigger board. He's got that nice little flow going, not even, not even taking to the air, uh, his bread and butter, not needing to. So I was really happy to see Felipe Toledo, uh, get that victory at a a wave that you would not expect him to win at. That was the highlight for me.
2: Yeah. Taylor. Yeah. I was like a round one warrior glued to, um, for survival kind of glued to those matchups and, um, also the elimination round. I didn't really watch much of it past that. There, I did see the the highlights every day. Highlights for me were definitely the combination of Peter Mel, Brett Simpson, Strider in the booth Mm. talking about people that are not just sugarcoating it all. And I don't think generally the commentary is 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 bad with the WSL, but um, they were just they had this funny and uh just down to earth. Uh, commentating style that I really liked and then they went to Laura Enover who cracked a hilarious joke about stealing food from the from the catering place and I was like dude this is like they got something going here <laughs> they and did you're right I I really liked it so that was definitely a highlight for me and just seeing Gio Chianca on some of those waves and Felipe it is a hard thing to put into words but sometimes when I'm surfing breaks, the, the best surfers out there, I'm like, they're not surfing the same wave as I am. Mm. Like they are, I don't know if it's their board, the wave choice, but like I'm not getting the sections they're getting. And that's how I felt with how Giao and Felipe especially were making everybody else look at like sunset. Like they were surfing a different wave. Like it was a high performance wave rather than more like hold on to your seats, get around that first section, kind of tag it and then maybe tag it again and then pump, 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 pump. They were like high performance, like three or four turns in the pocket. Um, So it seemed like they were surfing almost like lowers or something, like Mm. huge lowers, um, which I thought was really cool.
0: Yeah, I saw that in that final too with Griffin and – Felipe and Joao was a clear standout as well. It was so cool to see. And then on the women's side to see Molly Picklum, Picklum, Dill yes. Picklum take Woo. her first win. Very cool and that final was great to watch as well. So that was enjoyable. I liked most probably the drama with Zeke and Kolohe. Mm, there yep. was some new Meltdown Island contenders. Um, I think Kolohe, it might've been round of 16. He needed like a seven. He got a little Todd Barral came out. I. Don't know if it was the score or not. I wasn't watching like close enough, but rumor has it, he was not very pleased. He came out and did a little Nike target Kolohe reaction, supposedly. And then of course, yeah, we saw Zeke with that priority interference. Don't exactly know what was happening there. There was that little paddle, then priority switched. Maybe he didn't know it switched in enough time or he was trying to block for Leo Don't exactly know what was happening there. And I I guess to like your guy's point, I would love to hear from Zeke what he had to say. Yeah. Granted in the moment, he probably would have been running high on adrenaline and emotions and anger. And so maybe he would have said something that he might've regretted. I know when I get fucking pissed in the moment, I say, let me take a breather. Let me chill. Come back to me in 30 minutes, you know? So if they could have gotten to him, but I think at that point I saw him sitting with his head in his hands. And I think he was just dejected at that point. His first initial reaction was anger and then it was maybe acceptance and then disappointment. I do not exactly know. What
2: are the stages of losing a priority call?
0: (laughs) That would be a good YouTube clip. (laughs) Stage one. Anger. Anger. Stage two. Acceptance. Confusion.
1: I think, I think he got ripped off. I think it was not well handled whatever it, the way I've understood it, that because he, I I've, I've looked at the clips and I was, uh, I've watched that rewatch that. He, he paddled for like half paddled for a wave where it could have gone either way priority. Um, He could have lost it. Could have not. And I guess he's looking down and he waited. He looked at his watch, his Apple watch, which is one of the reasons they have them, right? They show you the time, the scores and the priority. So he, he waited and it was like almost like a minute and a half later. There's like a quote from Leo, Leo, uh, mm-hmm. who said, yeah, it's, it was like a minute and a half later and they still didn't switch it. So Leo saw that on his watch, seemingly so, uh, that the priority had not yet changed. And then he was blocking, sitting on Rio blocking for, for Leo, Rio and Leo. And he, he paddled for that wave, dropped in and, realized it. So I, I think, I don't think, I think you have to make that call way sooner, especially towards the end of a heat where, or if you've already like done the due diligence to check on that, you're just going to go back to surfing. So I think it's pretty poorly judged in that situation. That's just my two cents on that. I, I don't know what they would do if if you can even like turn that over once they move forward rarely in sports. Do you see those calls ever turned over after they've been made? However, I thought it was bogus.
0: There's been some surf offs where they kind of go back. If you remember Jordy and Connor at J Bay, uh, I think that was because the camera, the camera, yeah. Didn't get the clip. However, Ryan Perry got the clip and he was like, dude, this wave probably was the score or whoever said it It was either Connor or somebody. And so they went back and did a surf off to which, I don't think Connor advanced, but there are opportunities where they can have surf offs. I think my question there is if how in sync is the actual watch to the priority judges up top with what you can see on land. If that's exactly synced, then that's okay, that's kind of clear, but if there's a discrepancy in time, if he looked up and that wasn't changed and then looked at the watch and that wasn't, or vice versa, one was and one was not, then that might be grounds for a surf-off. But
1: Yeah, but the, exactly, is surf it off, or what's the point of the watch then?
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: I doubt the watch is delayed, but if they have to do like a manual process and maybe somebody forgot or they were just reviewing who should have priority and not really like paying attention, I don't know. It's confusing.
1: Still that lay the heat as time's running down. If you're taking a minute and a half and now there's only, you know, a minute left in the heat. I don't how much time was left? Not that much though, right? I mean, that was at the Hooter.
0: Yeah. But I mean, also what it comes down to is to be honest, as a savvy competitor, I don't think Zeke should have put himself in that position to try to block for his teammate. Zeke should have been like, dude, I'm in first. I don't got to worry about Rio. I'm going to chill out the back, yeah. have a little acai bowl and freaking chill. Because like by doing that, he's just kind of asking for that, unfortunately. And that was the second priority interference he has had. The other one with Kayo at pipe, that didn't work out for Zeke. It worked out for Kayo actually. But when Zeke was that far in the lead... You got to think his coach afterwards was like, mate, like, what were you doing, bro? That was a risky move.
2: Yeah, it looks like Zeke actually just put out a statement on Instagram. Mm. New vid is a banger. Best one yet, yet. Surf skate moto, link in bio. Go check it out. Off the chain. Off the chain. Uh, Oh no! This
0: is not. This is the wrong Zeke. Wrong Zeke. (laughs) That's La Jolla Zeke. That's La Jolla. Uh, He's always around. Off the chain, dude. (laughs) Off the chain. Oh, let's not dive into that. He did an interesting video at Pipe, but uh, we'll leave that for another podcast. But they did make a.
1: So it is in Zeke's nature. What you're saying, just to touch upon this before we move on, Uh, they made a rule, like a no, no excessive hassling uh, rule. Mm. In yeah. regards to Zeke, the Zeke rule. Remember that?
0: Bells at, with John that he was Yeah, John. when he was bullying
1: yeah. John and he, he was kind of just
0: sitting on him, yeah?
1: He rattled him hard. He <laughs> rattled him hard and he would was relentless. And so they made that Zeke rule. And then uh, he went on to win ABC's The Ultimate Surfer. So you know how it goes.
0: Right. I mean, isn't it kind of flattering, though, if they make a rule about you? They made the Medina yes. rule. They made the Zeke rule. Did they make, like, LeBron and, like. Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah, a dunking um, rule,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, Kareem.
0: Yep. Yeah. A right. couple uh,
2: NBAs happened.
1: Yeah. For the dunkers. Those dunk, those dunk boys.
0: Yeah, if Spotify is listening, maybe they make a FrothCast rule, all right? Like, we're getting so many wild hits here, you know? Melting the servers.
1: Let the FrothCast team, let's go cover it ourselves. We'll, we'll ask the hard questions post-heat. We'll get in there. We'll, we'll mix I don't it think, up a bit.
2: I don't think I'd I'd put a microphone in Zeke's face right at, at that moment, but you could do I would, it.
1: I would put a golden <laughs> microphone in his face. Remember when I used to have that golden <laughs> microphone he used to take around?
2: Yeah, Barton loved it. Yeah, Barton Lynch was my boy.
0: I would (laughs) pay to see that on... uh, I'll dig up the clip. Starting OnlyFans or a Patreon, bro, I'd pay to see that. (laughs) All right, well, um, Sunset, thank you so much for your palmalu. That was a great event. And I do want to pay my respects to the FrothCast Fam League. We had a top five of people who did really well. So starting at number five in the FrothCast Fam League, we had Maka, fourth place, T-Cup, third place, Critic Cali second place quad thruster setup classic and first place winning sunset was Andy underscore Oppo with a total of 525.03 points and ranked 379th overall. So I feel like guys, uh, I think all three of us, Taylor, you pointed out at one point that I think we all got basically last place at this event.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think I got 60 60- i think chad got 60th
1: i think i got last in the event
2: (laughs) no i think hendo got 60th i got 61st chad got 63rd or 62nd
1: they put me at 63rd i did so bad they just said it's too not even a
2: 62. so i was gonna ask you guys how how to be good at uh fantasy surfer but i gotta ask somebody else i'm not that guy pal
0: i was gonna say if you came for fantasy this year Last year's a different story. I was actually like top 10, I think, every majority of every event. But this year, clearly there is a disconnect. So um, maybe we will have to make a YouTube on the stages of acceptance when you suck at fantasy. Because it's anybody's game. But on a more simple, easier game, let's talk about Survival League. First off, Taylor, what is Survival League?
2: So Survival League is Simplified Fantasy Surfer. You pick... Uh, instead of a team, you pick one surfer to make it past the round of 32, and you can't pick the same surfer twice. So we started at pipeline, sixty-nine percent of the people were out at pipe. Uh sunset, there the survival gods were a little kinder, and I believe it was thirty two percent were out. Um, so headed into Portugal, there's only twenty-three percent of the remaining league wow. in uh <laughs> there. I, I think it took us to like event, I think it like Tahiti last year, we were at around 20%. So we're pressing the fast forward button on this survival league season.
0: That must be a testament to the unpredictability. I mean, not only of us sucking out our fantasy, but these numbers here with survival are an a testament to how unpredictable this year's tour is. People are yes. picking the shoe wins and the shoe wins are not shoe winning.
2: Yes. Uh, somebody picked Yago Dora at pipe and he got through. Yeah, he got through. So it's like, that's not an obvious call. There's, was, there was a couple obvious calls that made it through. Jordy got out. Yeah. Zeke got out. It was just, it was a bloodbath. I mean, what is
1: it? Because a lot of these shoe-ins are aging. Do you think, is it mm-hmm. like a changing of the guards kind of situation going on or is it
2: just funk fest? I do think that earlier, well, at least for survival, a lot of people are scared of picking griffin colapinto because of the Cola Pinto curse so people <laughs> do not pick griffin and he would probably be a good pick at sunset just with his skill set so i think that's part of it uh yeah maybe age but it's just wonky and i think i think the early events are harder in fantasy and survival than anything else because you kind of see who's on a roll maybe the shift in Hendo would know more about this, but the shift in like how they do the round of 32 brackets mm. probably are, are shifting a little bit. And yeah, I don't think really anybody can explain that, but it's happening.
0: Yeah. Plus I would say conditions have played a significant yes. factor this year. Yeah. So pipe is not unfortunately? Yeah. It's like pipe was not anything compared to last year. And last year was the bees knees. It was such a, Amazing conditions. So some of the better surfers like Kelly are sure to advance. John, Seth, that's right. Joao, like all these surfers are advancing. This year, we all kind of knew Jack would do really well at pipe and backdoor for sure, but we didn't really know he would win the thing. That's great. I thought he would actually do better at sunset, but me too. Same with Zeke, but the conditions didn't really like cooperate for those shoe-ins, it seems like.
1: Yeah, you're you're picking. You're picking for ideal uh, conditions out there, really, which maybe is is our bad that we should really be picking based on the forecast. But
2: Mm. but also if they if because the picks lock when the first heater, the first hooter sounds and then if they don't run around a 32 for like six or seven days like they did at sunset, um, especially at pipe. Like you can't really forecast the wind and the the conditions like six days out. You can get a good feel for it, but you're not going to know. And that's I think the secret to fantasy surfer is switching up your team, which I do not do. But Always I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um. We need another push notification.
1: I just I just looked up the frothcast uh, overall standings. Okay. Uh, H- Hendo, you're 57th. <laughs> I'm 58. <laughs> Taylor, you're 62nd. There is
0: sixty-five people though, so <laughs> that's not good. That's, <laughs> that's not, not good. good. I posted a meme last year, like, "Hey, dude, do you even work here?" "Uh, yeah, it's my own. Uh, it's my own fantasy league, and I'm fifty-eighth. Cool. Do you even work here?" Uh, "No, I don't think so. Fifty-seven. Fifty-seven. Okay, cool. That's a good number. I always wanted a fifty-seven Bel Air, so you know what? Maybe that's a maybe that's a sign. When I'm balling, I'm gonna be getting myself a fifty-seven Bel Air. But as far as survival goes, guys, you're both out. Pipeline, Kelly." I chose Zeke at Sunset. I'm out. Your wife, Chad, chose Ian Gentile. He's out. The gentle giant. The gentle giant. We are all out, and everybody who we know within this peripheral circle is out. So I want to make a public announcement to any FrothCast listener. If you're still in Survival League and you want to send us your voice memos or you want to come on the pod, we would love to talk to you because you're still in this thing, and we want to put you up on the shoulders, carry you up on the beach when you win this thing. And we also kind of want to get some insight on what it takes to win this thing because we're not doing so well here, right? Please call us. Not doing well at all. All right, well, moving on from sunset, we're going to go to Europe and we're going to go back to Portugal. Uh, This would be the 2023 Mio Rip Curl Pro Portugal. Episode 26 of the Frothcast has some good history tidbits. So go back and check that out. All things Portugal. Uh, we did talk about some of us going there in years past. Last year, I was very lucky enough to work that event in the Nerd Cave. So, Nerdbot gods, if you're listening again, I'm ready to rage, please. Thank you. I'd love to work again uh, because sitting here is a lot of fun with these dudes, but I need to make some skills so I can pay people in prizes. But what I remember most from last year was there were a few proper days actually within that event window. Uh, Although the final was like mm, not that glorious, but it was cool to see Griffin take down his first win and Tati take down her win. I think it was... Day two of the event, I had been watching the waves on the beach, and I was like, oh, it looks pretty good out there. And everyone I ran into on my way to the Nerd Cave was like, dude, it's firing, it's firing, it's firing, it's firing. And I was like, is it really firing, though? Wasn't until round of 32, Heat 11, where Nat Young got a few proper Todd Buralls, where I was like, okay, it's firing. Do you guys recall last year's event? Was there anything that stood out to you in particular, Chad Dog? Yeah, I
1: mean, I'm a creature of habit and recency bias rules my world. So that 10-point air by the the cursed mongrel himself, Griffin Colapinto, really stands out. Was happy to see a surfer from California take a victory. My stats tell me that that was the first time since 2009 that that's happened. And as the the champ of Supertubos said last year, once I go to bed, tomorrow's a new day. And I quote, uh, and I had to say, well, not necessarily. It depends on when you go to bed, but this is a new <laughs> contest, Griff. So let's see how you do this year, big boy.
0: Don't go to bed at 1201, Griff Dog. <laughs> and I will like commend him for being pretty publicly, uh, vulnerable by sharing his diary a- entry, um, not diarrhea entry, but diary entry with the public on his Instagram and talking about manifestation and mindfulness to get him that W. So guys, if you see a little bit of that from me coming your way, don't feel weird. It's just manifestation. Taylor, was there anything that, uh, you liked about last year's event?
2: Uh, it's so in the rear view for me. I, I think obviously Griffin's air, was sick, that backside 360. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite Portugal moment just in kind of recent history was in 2014 when Kelly Slater lost early and then went down the beach. I don't know exactly like where he went, but he got that clip of him doing that crazy 540 yeah. air. Yeah, And I think that was right at the point where, because he last won in 2011, right? I think... um
0: 2010, according to the shoot. 2010.
2: But... Or I'm just talking about the, the title.
0: Oh, But yeah. yeah
2: um he and everyone's kind of writing slater off like oh he's over the hill he's old he's not into it and then he busted that air and everyone was like holy shit like this 40 something is is doing this and he went on to have a pretty good year that year he uh finaled in tahiti he had that insane perfect 10 against john john i think it was in the quarters or or semis and it, it was just like don't count me out and slater's had these moments where yeah uh he does that like last year at pipe, mm. uh, 2014. And I, I think he's, he's good for at least one of those every year, which is, uh, which why I
0: love him. Yeah. So what's cool about that was, that was a wave down the way in an area called Baliol which is just, I don't know, to the right of super tubos right before that isthmus comes out. And the cool thing about Portugal is when you're standing on that isthmus, the wind on the left side could be totally onshore and shit on the other side on the right side it could be offshore and pumping so that air that he did i believe kolohe busted a pretty good aerial turn that day as well but that 540 truck driver whatever you want to call it i mean i don't think i've seen that happen until recently i think jake marshall's brother did one on the north shore uh, nick marshall i think his name is but that kelly doing that was like definitely a moment where it was like dude this still this guy's still got his shit like pulling yeah. shit like that is crazy he's
2: not just like doing the same old shit or like being able to surf pipeline really well it's like he's improvising and progressing uh and that's just inspiring
0: yeah all right well dudes i was gonna move on and say we should pick our teams for portugal but i don't think that the draw is up yet on the fantasy site Mm -hmm. so if we were to play a game of um hypothetical survival you guys you said jordy last time at sunset chad right yeah
1: so i'm out double
0: Double. (laughs) and then you went with john uh taylor who did advance through round of 32 yeah yeah you did well, done, dude. I feel like this year is so fucking random. If I was still playing survival, I would choose someone like Hitsunome Batero or Phil Maka. Or, um, yeah, I guess they're not on tour anymore. We're talking the 90s here, but
2: um, uh, let's just try to pick a winner, yeah, let's, let's pick the winner of the, the contest, and it can be your survival pick, too. It doesn't, you know, we're out of survival,
0: okay? I just had a quick premonition and last time I did it was correct so I'm going to go ahead and say Medina is going to step it up and he'll probably take a W at this event and on the women's side I'm feeling Tyler is probably going to step up and for some reason take a win there so how about you guys what are you guys feeling
2: I'm thinking uh on the men I think Joao Chianca is going to win Portugal Ooh. and I'm time this on February 21st 2 weeks before uh, for the Instagram clip, Hendo yeah. and Gunther. Uh, I also think that Tati is due for a result and she's ripping. Um, and I think she's going to win Portugal.
0: Okay. Yeah, she won last year. And that episode two of Make or Break was a great episode all about Tati.
2: And, and, and Jao will be my survival pick as well.
0: Okay. I'll say Medina is mine because at this point I have nothing to lose. So Medina is my survival pick. Chad, what's your uh, guttural feeling, brah?
1: Yeah, I think uh, there's a couple of people that I really like the way they're surfing at the moment because you guys went both Brazilian. I'm not, I was going to go Brazilian, but I'm not going to go Brazilian anymore. It wasn't one of the Brazilians that you went with. Even so, I'm going to switch it up and I'm going to go with a young man who uh, and I quote who said this last year and I quote uh, big old triangle came in, could have gone right or left or probably could have even gotten a score going straight. The wave was that good. Do you guys Who's know who that? it is? Uh, no. It was in a post-heat interview. Not I'm young? all about the post interviews. No, no.
0: Young kid. Miguel Pupo? Sammy Pupo? No, Taylor, you, you want to have a guess? Ah, uh, dude, I, I can't even think. <laughs> I'm gonna start doing
2: this every time for you guys. <laughs> the wave was that good. It sounds like he's American. It's
1: not a Brazilian kid. Oh. My pick was okay. gonna be Brazilian, but right. it's no longer. This is who I. He, he, this is his quote. Big old triangle came in. Could have gone right or left, or probably could have even gotten a score going straight. The wave was so good.
2: Griffin, read that again, but in the voice. Do an impression. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Big old triangle came in, could have gone right or left, or probably could have even got a score going straight the way it was so good. What?
2: <laughs> uh, I would That's say bad, either wait, wait, Griffin or Kanoa? Seth? Kanoa! Oh, Kanoa. <laughs> Kanoa
1: kind of has the, that really growly voice. Big yeah. old triangle came
0: in. It's more of like a marble mouth, though. It's kind of like yeah. you got like a marble, big old triangle came in. <laughs>
1: I can't really. <laughs> <laughs> he he shreds. That's my pick. I'm I'm rooting for Kanoa. Uh, I I respect his professionalism and his preparation, and I like the way he uh, he does his thing. He seems like a very a focused competitor, and uh, I root for his success. So I will go with Kanoa Igarashi on the men's side. <clears throat> on the women's side, who did I just had it? Let me let me see here. I keep wanting to do this. I don't know if this is the right contest to do it in, but uh, I'm going to go with Betty Lou Sakura Johnson.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you're off the Katie train and now Betty Lou.
1: I was going to go. With, <laughs> I was looking at him. right. That could be a good pick right too. There. Yeah, I'm just going to mix it up and go with uh, Betty Lou who Sakura Johnson.
0: Yeah. She rips. That's, that's a great choice. I just went random arbitrary because... Who knows what could happen this year. And those are our picks for event winners, Survival League and the WSL uh, Frothcast fam picks, which will hopefully be up soon because this event is in March.
2: And uh, one more thing on the fantasy front. I'm going to throw down a little Survival League purse for the winner of the uh, Portugal Fantasy Contest. So I honeymooned in Portugal. Uh, I'm not a big wine guy, but I, I fell in love with wine a wine called vino verde there it's like this green tinted white wine oh yeah Endo is nodding in agreement Mm. um i bet chad has sampled um i like so the winner of the of the fantasy contest sponsored by survival league is going to get a wine.com gift card for uh, a vino verde of my choice
0: wow okay you heard it there first folks the winner of the portugal event in the frothcast fam league on the wsl website will win the card from wine.com from taylor of survival league to have a little vino verde which sounds delish i remember another wine i had out there it was a red but i forgot what it was called tinto maybe tinto red probably something like that. Super good. But guys, uh, it's been a fun ride. I now have to prepare for Griselda's Child's Gender Reveal Party. This is a baby iguana, so we got things to do. I know we all got babies now, so uh, it's a good time. Thanks for joining. Any parting words, Chad Dog?
1: Yeah, I'm going to switch my pick. I'm back on Summers, Simmers, Caitlin Simmers. (laughs) All
0: right. Any switch-ups or take-backs or uh, give-me's waterfalls, Uh, Taylor? Uh, I think
2: Jao Chianka is going to win the world title. Sick. Woo-hoo-hoo. That's it. All, All right. fighting words,
0: son. Thank you guys for joining. And on a parting note, which we will get to in the next episode, make sure you tip your barista at least 30%, right, Chad?
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't get me started.
0: <laughs> we'll save that for next time. Thanks for joining. We'll see you later. Cheers. All right my friend that's it for this episode of the frothcast thank you so much for stopping by dude normally i wouldn't say this it's gunther's job but he's currently planning the lizard party so i thought i would let you know if you guys want prizes within fantasy at some point we can get there dog we can stack that cash and get you them prizes the only way we can do that is if we continue to get the word out about this podcast so if you could either Leave us a review, give us a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify, that would be great. Or tell a homie that you enjoy this podcast. It's a lot of fun, these dudes are weird. Tell somebody in the lineup, hey dude, do you wanna learn how to like freaking dominate fantasy or lose it and just not give a shit anyway? Uh, Well, you gotta check out the Frothcast. That would really help us, and it would help to continue to grow this. It would inspire me to continue to push through and to get you guys some dank-ass prizes because you are all champions who are competing in the FrothCast fam. Much love, aloha, and wasabi dogs.